This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a Grain Markets Outlook, a weekly summary before the holiday break. The Water Security Agency issues an outlook for runoff. We have a cattle outlook and there are issues around food security. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Grain markets this week were moving upwards. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola was up $6 a metric ton and spring wheat gained $0.08 a bushel. Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front here, March canola increased approximately $6 a ton so far this week. The market is down approximately $7 a ton right now, so we were up a little bit more prior to today. Actually, this week, the March contract making new intraday highs, reaching to 1020.5 yesterday on the contract. And then on Minneapolis wheat, on the March contract here, Minneapolis has increased approximately $0.08 a bushel this week, with Minneapolis trading in in quite a sideways pattern here, uh, again, for the last couple months here. So what are the factors pushing up both canola and wheat this week? Well, first thing that traders have definitely been watching is what the soybean and soybean oil market have been doing recently. Uh, The dry weather in South America will likely be the driving force for beans to continue advancing over the near term. But again, we have seen about seven very strong days in the soybean market, increasing approximately 65 cents a bushel. Uh, So we are getting into that overbought territory. But again, weather has been very supportive on that front. And that could definitely keep canola stable. But uh, with some new some of these highs kind of getting reached here on the contract, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see pullbacks in canola as well, too. And then on the wheat front here, right now, wheat has gone sharply higher on the Kansas and Chicago markets, increasing approximately 30 cents a bushel on each contract in the last few days. Now, that actually hasn't been much of a factor for Minneapolis, given, I believe, you know, the premium it holds over the other wheats right now. You know, it's sitting at about $1.80 a bushel, you know, on Kansas uh, and even more on, on Chicago. So what I'll be watching for is, again, you know, coming into the end of the year here, if there's any profit taking, um, as well as to what the U.S. dollar has been doing recently. So the U.S. dollar has been moving a little bit lower here this week, but that's something to keep watching for for the end of the year too. Yeah, so what is the outlook for say next week and of course into the new year? Well, again, Jim, going to be watching to see, 
you know, what the trends on the weather side keep doing in South America. That's definitely going to play a role going forward. Often you do see a little bit of profit taking within the end of the year. Uh, there is also just lighter trading volumes here coming up uh, into kind of the holiday season. Next week, the U.S. markets are still all open, so that is something to note. But uh, Monday, Tuesday, the Canadian stock markets are closed. Adam Pacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. A new map from the Water Security Agency will not surprise any farmers, but it is a stark reminder that Saskatchewan will need plenty of rain and snow in 2022. Last year's extremely dry conditions have put about three-quarters of the agricultural land in either the extreme or high-risk drought zone. Sean Osman is with the Water Security Agency. The conditions that freeze up report, uh, that's an annual report that the Water Security Agency puts out every year. And it basically, it tells us what soil conditions are like at freeze up, so once, once the cold weather hits. And it lets us know where we're at, and we also compile some data for modeling purposes to see what we might be expecting over the next few months till uh, pretty much March for snowpack, for precipitation, and uh, we can start planning out from the spring forward the next round of soil conditions. So where are we at right now? Right now, uh, as you know, we had very dry summer, very dry uh, fall, so we have lower than normal soil conditions. It's drier than normal out there, and not uh, not that that would be a surprise to too many people. What we, we are expecting, uh, at least normal precipitation, some of the modeling tells us uh, expecting normal precipitation for most of the province and possibly higher than normal for uh, for the northern half of the province, which will help bring those soil, the, those moisture conditions. Now, your report also talks about water supply reservoirs. How are they looking right now? The reservoirs are in pretty good shape. You know, typically in the winter, we uh, we sort of balance them off. We either draw some down or we fill them up, depending on what may be needed. But right now, our reservoirs are good. There are some surface areas, surface water in, in some of the southern areas uh, that typically are, are drier anyway, might be a little bit low. But, you know, with precipitation over the winter, we'll see what, what we're looking at for the spring. I understand the extremely dry conditions really have put about three quarters of the farmland in extreme or high risk drought zone. Yes, we're seeing uh, particularly to the to the west and to the southwest, it is very dry. Um, again, we uh, we saw that through the summer last year, summer and fall, we had very little precipitation, and uh, a lot of the the snow melt that we we saw in the mountains didn't didn't make its way through to Saskatchewan. Again, there was with high temperatures and evaporation and, and uh, just normal use, it didn't pre- make its way here. So, modeling that we have right now, uh, it looks like we'll be a normal year, but because conditions are still dry we we hope to have higher than normal levels so you're expecting what kind of snowfall and and runoff this spring so we're expecting for the north what the modeling tells us right now and this is compiled with environment canada data u.s national weather service uh, various other sources the northern part of the province we are looking at possibly higher than normal and in the southern southern half normal near normal levels of precipitation but because we had that you know extreme dry conditions going into freeze up you know that might not be enough so we're we're hoping to see some more uh, higher than than what the model shows obviously this is a bit preliminary because of the time of year 
Absolutely. So this is kind of a snapshot in time. And, uh, you know, of course, weather is variable. We could see uh, more precipitation than normal. We could see higher snowpack through the mountains and, and across the prairies. So this will change. And then as we as we move ahead into the spring, you know, we continue to monitor conditions and we'll see, uh, you know, around March, we'll see what our modeling looks like at that point and based on the amount of snowfall that we, we've seen. What would be the final key factor? Summarize for me, you see is out of this modeling. So what we see here is, you know, obviously dry conditions for particularly, like I said, in the south and uh, west part of the province, uh, the agricultural belt for large parts of the province. But we, with reservoirs high, you know, we have, uh, we have solid water supplies there. So with irrigation, with other conditions, you know, we hope to see conditions return to normal. We, we can get those levels up. And it's it's important to remind folks that it varies from year to year. I mean, we could see a, a dry year one year, a very wet year the next, which we've seen recently. Uh, I think 2014 was a particularly wet year. Um, earlier in the spring this year, some parts of the province were, were concerned with the amount of rain that they were getting that they wouldn't be able to, to get to seeding in time. So it can change, and uh, that's what this modeling helps us plan for. The agency will issue its spring runoff outlook for 2022 in early February. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, joined right now by Dennis Laycraft from the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Dennis, how are you? I'm well, Sean. How are you? Great, great, great. Okay, Dennis, uh, it is the week before the, the holidays and some very unfortunate news related to an atypical case of BSE that was found in an eight-and-a-half-year-old cow last Friday in, in Alberta. What's going on with the South Korean trade exports? Yeah, Sean, there, we, within our veterinary certificate, there's a clause where whenever a case of BSE is found, and it really it doesn't discriminate between classical and atypical, which we're asking to get the uh, veterinary certificate uh, um, changed to uh, be similar to other countries, but it it basically allows them to suspend uh, imports until they get more information about the case and with an atypical because it's a sporadic animal and these occur literally in all cattle populations around the world at a very, very low instance. But um, you, in effect, as soon as you confirm it's atypical, your your case effectively closes and your investigation concludes. So all that information was sent yesterday uh, to South Korea. My understanding is they asked a few more questions, and that was sent before the end of the business day yesterday. So hopefully it's going to be a very temporary suspension. Yeah, when you say temporary, is this does that mean weeks, months? Uh, is there some context or some experience from the past that we can rely yeah. on? Yeah. Well, the last, you know, we go back quite a few years uh, to the last case that we had, and it was a classical, and you end up in a, in the full um, trace out, and you also do, you know, all of the normal investigation, and in one of those type of cases, that took 10 months. In an atypical, your, your investigation effectively concludes there is no trace out, there is no 
following up on cohorts or, or any of that. So in this case, it literally should be days, not weeks or months. Does the fact that in 2021 we moved to negligible risk status on BSC, does that help us in this in this situation? You know, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, it shows that we've got all the measures, but with an, whether or not we had with an atypical case, it doesn't change or affect your status at all. And again, you know, with the current OIE rules, you, you know, you can safely trade beef um, and should be trading to all countries around the world, cattle of all ages, uh, whether you're controlled or negligible risk. But, you know, over there, they're highly sensitive. So negligible risk definitely uh, um, helps in their context. I saw last week, I think actually the day before the announcement of the atypical case, uh, I, I believe you, you there was a meeting between CCA and South Korea in terms of uh, the, the possibility of expanding exports of Canadian beef to South Korea. It, it, it seemed at that time that the relationship is, is quite positive and, and strong. Uh, obviously, that's, that relationship is something to rely on in a situation like this. Yeah, you know, we constantly are, are building that, and they have a very strong interest in joining the CPTPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. And, you know, as, as part of that, you know, in that context, we expect things like these veterinary certificates to be, uh, you know, modernized to reflect our current status. And hopefully, as we proceed, there will be discussions between Canada and Korea before you know, they, they would be able to accede to, to the CPTPP. You know, there are a couple issues there that we'd like to see addressed. Right now, there's about an 8% higher tariff rate that will phase out, but in over the next uh, five years, puts our, our beef exports at a disadvantage. So we'd like to see the tariff issue addressed, and we'd also like to see this veterinary certificate issue essentially uh, just updated to reflect our current status. So. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high today, minus 3. 60% chance of flurries overnight, risk of freezing rain after midnight. Local blowing snow overnight, wind chill minus 9 tonight, minus 30 overnight, risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Local blowing snow early in the morning. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60, becoming light in the afternoon. Temperature steady near minus 17. Wind chill minus 30 tomorrow morning, minus 25 in the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, the low minus 23. Saturday, partly cloudy. High minus 21 for Christmas Day, the low minus 23. Boxing Day Sunday, periods of snow. High minus 20, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 24. Monday, sunny, the high minus 23, the low minus 27. Tuesday, sunny, the high minus 26, the low minus 29. Wednesday, sunny, with a high forecast of minus 27. 
Normal high is minus 10 for this date. The normal low, minus 22. The sun rose at 8.58 this morning. It sets at 4.58 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at 5 degrees. The cold spot, Stony Rapids up north at minus 31. Esteban is minus 10, Saskatoon minus 9, Swift Current plus 1, Weyburn minus 8, Yorkton is minus 12. In Regina, with some drifting snow and overcast skies, it's minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 37. Humidity is 88%, the barometric pressure 99.6. It's dropping. Overcast in Moose Jaw minus 8, winds are from the southeast at 21. Once again, Regina, drifting snow, overcast, it's minus 7, that's 19 Fahrenheit back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The federal government is topping up the Emergency Food Security Fund with an additional $30 million. The money will be shared by six organizations that distribute food aid across the country. Lieutenant Colonel John Murray with the Salvation Army says many more people are using their services, especially those who are having a tough time making ends meet. People have hours been reduced, so their salaries have been reduced. The escalation of electricity and other heating costs. And we have seen throughout the pandemic people who have never come to the Salvation Army for help before. They're first-time users, and that, that has been significant for them and also for us as an organization to the reality of that not only in urban centers certainly in rural and smaller communities as well the federal government has allocated 330 million dollars to the emergency food security fund some of the 30 million dollars announced yesterday will be used to purchase surplus potatoes from prince edward island that province cannot ship those potatoes to the u.s due to a trade dispute cow-calf producers are hoping 2022 will be the turnaround year that the industry really needs this year brought a widespread drought, water and feed shortages in many areas, plus the irritation of seeing rising beef prices in the grocery store while bids during the fall calf run lagging way behind. Bob Lowe is the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. The price of beef in the store is not relevant to the price that producers get on the farm. It's, it's a supply and demand issue, and right now the demand for beef on a global basis is huge. That's where the price at the store where that price is coming from, you know, the big reason that producers aren't getting, if you want to call it fair share of that margin, is because we've got a lot of cattle, or we've had a lot of cattle. Processors, they had lots of cattle around them, so they didn't have to bid as high as we would have liked. And on the other side of things, when the meat went out the other end, it was in huge demand, so the, the retailers bid that right up. Lowe believes the market will improve next year, with lower cattle numbers and good consumer demand forcing packers to pay more money for cattle. We're watching the U.S. herd. They're actually in the shrinking phase, which puts a little bit more beef on the market for a little while, as farmers are, are sending more of their replacement heifers to town. But the tide is turning. Australia is virtually out of cattle. On a global basis, there's not a lot of cattle in the world. So in our base in North here in North America, it's 
the U.S. industry is turning down in numbers, that's just going to do nothing but lower the volume of cattle that are available for the packers to choose from, which will raise the price. I saw a chart that really made a lot of sense from cattle facts in the States, and it showed the profitability of the cattle industry. And it's as high as it's ever been. Right now, it, all those profits are just aligning in one particular area, for the most part, which is the packing industry. But that's going to turn around, and those profits are going to be redistributed throughout the rest of the industry. I see, you know, barring droughts and things, I see nothing but a really bright future for the cow-calf industry. Bob Lowe is the president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A cybersecurity expert says all farms should be aware about the possibility of ransomware attacks and take appropriate measures so they are not an easy target for hackers. David Masson is the Director of Enterprise Security with Dark Trade, a cybersecurity AI company. Mason says it's very important to have updated antivirus and firewall protection. You can click a little button on your antivirus and I'll give you statistics about how many people have come knocking on your door this week. That will probably scare you a bit because everybody's knocking on your door all the time. There's always what's known as scanning going on. And often the time it's, uh, it's not malicious scanning, it's just, it's just large companies sending messages out. But it, it is a wake-up call for people to realize that, yep, um, it is possible for somebody to come knocking on my door and for me to not actually know about it. Masson says hackers like to find targets where they can walk through the front door. So that's why he recommends changing passwords on a regular basis. Use strong passwords for everything. Don't use the same password for everything because if that password gets compromised, everything gets compromised. I know it's a pain in the neck, but do it and you'll probably be okay. Uh, Another thing is you'll always receive messages about a new update to your software or a new patch or whatever. Update as soon as it turns up. Patch as soon as it turns up. There's a reason why these have been sent out. It's because the firms find a vulnerability and they want to fix it before the bad guys get on it. Six months ago, the multinational meat packing company JBS was hit by a ransomware attack that shut down processing operations at several plants in North America for one day, including the one at High River, Alberta. To prevent a lengthy shutdown, JBS paid the Russian hackers $11 million in Bitcoin to get the key to the encryption. The ransomware, say, a food processing plant, they know that they'll want to get that up and running as quickly as possible. And that means they're possibly more likely to pay the ransom. And that's why agri-food and agriculture gets attacked, because they know they can't keep the process going and they're more likely to pay the ransom, because it's the quickest solution. Masson says he has no information about cyber attacks on other food processing companies, but he notes the Canadian government recently committed $500,000 to fund the industry's cybersecurity infrastructure. The 2021 growing season highlighted the need for improved heat stress resistance in new canola varieties. Heat stress can begin as early as bolting and continues through the end of flowering. An Agriculture Canada researcher examined temperature data from several locations across the prairies during the 30-year period between 1990 and 2020. Nathaniel Ort wanted to find the average number of days above 29.5 degrees Celsius and then calculate a percentage of heat stress damage. Ort's research colleague at Ag Canada, Malcolm Morrison, summarized the numbers during a presentation at Canola Week earlier this month. 
In some cases, like Lethbridge, yield has already been reduced by heat stress by up to 35%. So yield losses go from 5 to 35%. He looked at early and late planting in his simulation, and he found that in some cases, early planting does reduce heat stress somewhat. Between 1990 and 2020, there were an average of two 30-degree days in June and another four and a half in July. That resulted in heat stress losses of 17% for both early and late seeding. Swift Current had one and a half days above 30 degrees in June, nearly seven of those hotter days in July. Heat stress losses were 18% for canola seeded May 1st and 24% for May 15th. Heat stress between 1990 and 2020 was less of an issue at Melfort, with only one day in June and two days in July above 30 degrees. That resulted in 5% heat loss. Of course, that didn't mean much in July 2021, when Saskatoon had nine days above 30 degrees in June and another 16 days above 30 degrees in July. Morrison also spoke about efforts to reduce heat stress through plant breeding. He cross-fertilized plants grown in hot chambers and cold chambers. So we have the male pollen and the female stigma, and the most success occurred when we took a cold pollen and put it on a cold stigma. It produced 16 seeds per pod on average. Hot pollen on cold stigma was also successful, but there were fewer number of seeds. And the worst case scenario was when we took hot pollen and we put it on hot stigma. And this resulted in fewer successful crosses and far fewer number of seeds per pod on average. Morrison says heat stress changes the recognition of proteins and lipids on the surface of the stigma or the pollen resulting in reduced fertility. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 5.10 at 9.78.42. One red spring wheat went up 5 cents at 4.69.66. The rest were unchanged. Durham 7.16.91. Feed barley 3.83.64. Flax 14.70.59. Lentils $986.50 per metric ton. Oats 5.51.53. Yellow peas 6.23.24. And feed wheat 2.61.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose three quarters of a cent at 10.28 and a half cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Cattleman. Junior for Heartland Livestock, York, with your market report for the week of December 22nd. Well, there's no sale here this week. With the up and down market this fall, we saw a nice ending with all classes of feeder cattle up three to five cents, and the cows ended the sale season stronger also. This past week, we saw five to six fifty weight steers bringing twelve fifty to fourteen hundred dollars. The heifer market was also three to five higher. The five to seven weight heifers bringing thousand fifty to twelve hundred fifty per head. The cow trade this past week was strong with cows up two bucks a hundred. Four hundred thirty cows averaged seventy two and a quarter with a high of eighty two on some strong exotic cows. 23 big bulls average 91 with a high of $1.07 on a good, hard, high-yielding, exotic bull. Producers, our next sale is January 5th. It's a pre-sort sale. We will be having pre-sorts every week throughout the winter and spring. We ask that you please phone ahead and book your cattle in for all of these sales. 
Also, our next bread cow sale is Friday, January 14th. The sale is full already with 350 head booked, which includes four herd dispersals. Go to our website for more information. Our second bread cow sale is January 28th, so call in to book your cows. So once again, in closing, myself and all the staff at Heartland Livestock York would like to wish all of our customers a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Thank you, and we'll see you all in 2022. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,500 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 173 to 186 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,300 head, selling in a range of 172 to 185 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are down, selling in the range of 50 to 57 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 37 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2865. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.06 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are moderately lower for second last day of price capture in the holiday-shortened week. The Western Corn Belt was once again not reported due to confidentiality, while the national and national cutout-adjusted bases were $0.25 cents and $0.22 cents used on rate lower, respectively. The net value of the cutout was likewise lower by $0.24, cents, and while the value of hams did improve $2.97, the cumulative average for the week still puts the primal down $11.11 relative to a week ago. Yesterday's cold storage report showed total pork for November decreasing by 7.9% against an 11% three-year average and 3.1% last year. Hams were notably down by almost 50% compared to the 44% three-year average drawdown. Exports came in trendline this morning and China cancelled some forward sales but took on a modest amount for 2022. Lean hog futures are mixed as the market digests the cold storage report, export numbers and positions ahead of the quarterly hogs and pigs report that will be published after trading today. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The federal government is providing almost $300,000 for the Prairie Organic Development Fund. The money will enable farmers to adopt best practices in organic farming production. The investment will enable the Prairie Organic Development Fund to deliver an organic ingredient strategy which transfers specialized skills, knowledge, and best practices to organic farmers. The fund will also raise awareness about the benefits of organic farming. The project will offer business extension tools and skills development to farmers across Canada through farm conferences and webinars, podcasts, online farming tools, and training to support organic best practices. On the markets, the TSX is up 153 points to 21,223. The Dow has risen 219 points to 35,973. Oil has gained 93 cents to 73.69 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 23 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.11 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.